Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday the 30th of January. I'm Christian Smith. And I'm Laura Cook. North Korea tests President Biden with its biggest missile launch since 2017. The repeated launches of ballistic missiles threaten the peace and security of our country, the region and the international community. And the US East Coast battens down the hatches as a nor'easter rolls in. Massachusetts is the worst hit, but I'm pretty badly hit in New York. There's been a foot of snow where I'm staying. Um, I've been in Coney Island. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We start in North Korea, where the totalitarian country has allegedly conducted its longest-range missile launch since 2017. Understood to be an intermediate-range missile, the test was Kim Jong-un's seventh this month. Japan's Chief Cabinet Secretary Hirokazu Matsuno joined South Korea and the United States in condemning the launch. The series of actions by North Korea, including the repeated launches of ballistic missiles, threaten the peace and security of our country, the region and the international community. Such intense ballistic missile launches are in violation of relevant Security Council resolutions, and our country has made a strong protest to North Korea through the embassy routes in Beijing. The missile is believed to have reached an altitude of 2,000 kilometres and travelled 800 kilometres before landing in the Sea of Japan. South Korean President Moon Jae-in summoned his National Security Council for the first time in a year as a result. He later said that the launch was a step closer to North Korea ending its self-imposed pause on testing its intercontinental ballistic missiles. Combined with the unusual frequency of testing across January, The approach may indicate a desire to pressure US President Biden over stalled nuclear talks, while also coming just before the Winter Olympics in Beijing and the South Korean presidential elections in March. We move now to the east coast of the United States, where five states have declared an emergency as the worst blizzard in four years hits the region. The nor'easter battered Massachusetts and New York on Saturday, causing flight cancellations and leaving nearly 100,000 homes in Massachusetts without power. New York Governor Kathy Hochul told a press conference it was a life-threatening situation. So we are responding quickly and urgently, and as I mentioned, it's a classic nor'easter. High winds, heavy snow, blizzard conditions, all the elements of a classic nor'easter, and that's what we're dealing with right now. As some areas were hit with 8 to 10 centimetres of snow an hour at some points, it was declared that the storm had undergone bombogenesis, as cold air mixed with warmer sea air causing a bomb cyclone. Writer of the Sunday Times American Diary Sarah Baxter is in New York. Boston has been the worst hit. They've had the worst storm for years. And parts of, um, there's been flooding around there as well. Everything is disrupted. The travel is horrible. 
uh, roads impassable. But, you know, the gritters are out and, uh, you know, life will probably resume on Monday. But the temperatures are well below freezing and it's pretty hostile territory right now. However, Baxter told Times Radio that although the East Coast has always experienced blizzards, the frequency of extreme weather events was increasing. Up and down uh, the US, we've had some very extreme weather. Of course, America's always had extreme weather, but the frequency with which it's subjected to this kind of um, weather event has become really uh, the new normal, and that's kind of scary, and that's what President Biden has also been talking about. It's becoming almost impossible to ignore this weather because actually the American taxpayer is spending billions on these states of emergency constantly having to get out of terrible scrapes with the weather. On the way, it's deja vu for the Italian president and a story to warm your heart from a cold New York zoo. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We move to the Democratic Republic of Congo, where in 2017, two United Nations experts and their interpreter were abducted and brutally killed in the country's central Kazai region. Now, after four years in a military court, 51 people have been sentenced to death over the killings. Fighting had broken out in 2016 between government forces and militia after a traditional leader was killed. Hundreds died and more than a million people were displaced. UN experts Zaida Catalan and Michael Sharp and their interpreter Betu Chantel were investigating alleged mass graves linked to the fighting when they were killed. Catalan was beheaded. But campaigners say justice has not yet been served, claiming that the more senior masterminds were not investigated properly. The DRC has also observed a moratorium on the death penalty since 2003, so those sentenced will likely serve life sentences instead. After a week of drawn-out political wrangling, Italy's parliament has finally elected its next president, and it's the same one as last time. Proclamo eletto presidente della Repubblica Sergio Mattarella, che ha ottenuto la maggioranza assoluta dei componenti l'Assemblea. After eight rounds of voting in the nation's parliament, the current president, Sergio Mattarella, was re-elected for a second term. But his election was a somewhat awkward one. Serving more than one term as president is rare in Italy, with Mattarella becoming the only second to do so. The 80-year-old had said he didn't wish to stand for the position again, but deep divisions in the cabinet meant that earlier voting produced no alternative candidate. Mattarella said he had put the needs of the nation over his own wishes. I giorni difficili trascorsi per la elezione alla presidenza della Repubblica. The difficult days that went by during the presidential election at a time of serious emergencies that we are still going through on the health, economic and social fronts appeal to one's sense of responsibility and to respect the decisions made by Parliament. These circumstances impose on one not to avoid the duties we are called upon and that naturally need to prevail over other considerations and divergent personal prospects with a commitment to match the expectations and the hopes of the people. The Times Daily World Briefing sport. Now with rumours on the retirement of one of America's greatest sporting legends and a preview of rugby's Six Nations, here's Tom Clayton. 
The rumours and reaction of the retirement of NFL legend Tom Brady overnight look to be slightly premature. Sources close to his team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, have revealed he's told them he's nowhere near deciding if he's played his last game or not. Should he decide to retire from the sports, he'll go down as one of, if not the greatest player of all time in the sports, having won seven Super Bowl titles in a 22-year career. And the England head coach Eddie Jones says they're chasing revenge when the Six Nations kicks off against Scotland in Murrayfield. England have only lifted the Calcutta Cup once since Gregor Townsend took over as Scotland's head coach in 2018. And Jones says he's expecting a hostile atmosphere. The Six Nations starts next weekend as Wales host Ireland kick off the tournament. After that, England travel to Murrayfield to face Scotland. Host Cameroon progressed to the semi-finals of the Africa Cup of Nations with a 2-0 win against the Gambia. Burkina Faso are also through thanks to their 1-0 victory against Tunisia. The Times Daily World Briefing. Entertainment. Fully vaccinated or the show can't go on. That's what Australia is telling Kanye West ahead of his proposed tour in March. The 21-time Grammy winner said last year that he'd received one vaccine dose but later called getting vaccinated the mark of the beast. Prime Minister Scott Morrison has told the hip-hop artist that if he wants to play concerts in the country, he will have to have all of his vaccinations. It's been just two weeks since Novak Djokovic had his Grand Slam hopes dashed, as a court upheld the government's decision to cancel his visa over COVID-19 rules. Australia is one of the most vaccinated countries in the world, and is currently battling a wave of the Omicron variant recording 98 deaths on Friday, its highest daily death toll since the start of the pandemic. And finally, if I were to say penguins at a New York zoo, your mind may jump straight to the Madagascar film series and the cunning penguins always looking for the next way to escape. But two male Humboldt penguins, Elmer and Lima, at the Rosamond Gifford Zoo in Syracuse appear to prefer the domestic life after the same-sex foster couple had become parents to a new hatchling. The egg came from a pair that had previously broken their fertilised eggs, and Elmer and Lima took turns incubating the egg until it hatched. Other institutions have also had success with same-sex foster penguin parents as they try to grow the Humboldt population, which is classed as vulnerable. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday the 30th of January. This podcast from The Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.